Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the long, hopefully longly missed Charge Shot Games Cast. I am your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Z, and joining me is the man who survived both Scotland and COVID at the same time. Well, not maybe at the same time for at least a little bit. Tostin, I can I fused you. I live together. <laughs> the boy who lived. Are you COVID free now? He's the chosen one. Theoretically, um. I mean, it's it has like a like a you know gesticulation period or whatever that's called uh, gestation period. That's it. But like CDC says that after five days you're good, and I don't believe the CDC because I just want to get people back to work. But like the actual yeah. like you know time from uh, diagnosis to um, to like being out of quarantine is supposedly like ten days, as far as like you know being contagious or whatever so i should be good because we found out last friday or you know a week from friday yeah nice but i mean my mom was fine with hanging out so i guess we'll find out (laughs) and joining us next is thailand's drug runner tyler um, I am kind of skeptical about uh, starting up a World Warrior Tournament. I probably already used this joke already. Watch the cinema shot for Legend of Chun Li. Listen, listen, you, they cannot listen. They cannot. We need to make a video of it. Uh, and joining us after a long, well, he was in, he was in the um, he was an OG. Oh God, the Shadow Realm. He's gonna, he was in the Shadow Realm for several years oh, yeah, now. I forgot that. Senior one. Q, senior QA tester, Lore. Senior QA tester for Private Division, Low Daniels. Low. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? I think I think the I think me going to the Shadow Realm was before Ben joined. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that was our episode yeah, one hundred. That, I was. Right. I was. I was. Yeah. So my hair grew a little bit when I was in the Shadow Realm. Looks yeah. great. You like it? You guys like yeah. it? Thank you. Thank you. Also, Thank we you. traded one white guy for another white guy when I was in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> like it? Do you like the hat? You're about to have Shadow a baby come out of the Shadow Realm. I am about to have a baby come out of the Shadow Realm. I've been busy. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Well, Shadow Realm's a busy place. Are in a few months now? September, right? We are in the third trimester, so we're about two and a half months. Yeah. Nice. Congrats. Mm-hmm. She's very pregnant. <laughs> and it's, like, loud and clear at this point. It's funny because, like, it's just, just watch from the outside in. It's just, like really interesting just watching her body change and just watching her slowly just lose mobility mm-hmm. <laughs> just because like her her weight is shifting and all that stuff is just like she can't do as much stuff and now it's just like and she's very short anyway that. you can't you <laughs> yeah she's a very petite short girl and she's having a very tall baby i assume because <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness and it's just it's funny because people like uh just random people too when she's at work. She's like, "Oh my god, you're so huge!" This like people are just not tactful about it. And then it's just like, "Well, if they saw me, they would probably understand," but they don't. But. God damn. Anyways, uh, other than that, I've also been just you know, is this is this what I'm doing? Am I just kind of talking about all the shit I've been doing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. go for it, yeah, man. Uh, all right, cool, 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 cool. So. Also, it's good to be back, by the way, even if it's just as a guest on a single episode. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, the whole reason I left in the first place was because I actually got a job in the gaming industry. And uh, more specifically, I started working at Take-Two. Uh, one of the things that they told me was they 
they highly discouraged me from content creation of any sort involving, you know, talking about reporting on gaming news and things like that. Just essentially conflict of interest. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I did my thing. I started as a temp. Um, I did my thing. The contract ended. Uh, that was it. Take uh, 2K. I might have said take 2 at first, but I meant 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, they're, they're all the same in my brain right it now. Really anyways, is. So, but anyways, uh, so after 2K, um, I was just kind of unemployed for another little stretch of time. But then a job position at Private Division opened up. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're in the same building. Cool. I didn't really know a lot about Private Division other than they were working on the Outer Worlds. And they were, you know, uh, they were um, publishing the Outer Worlds. So I applied, got the job, and ended up testing the outer worlds of all things so <laughs> it was uh it was it was really cool well i started off as a temp there too but i eventually oh my gosh this is like oh my, okay so i'm it getting ahead of it was pre-pandemic so, right yeah this was all pre-pandemic too so i was working on outer worlds tested it boom it released my name's in the credits find me look for me if you i did whatever at any time i, I got a screenshot it on my switch yeah Am I low or Lauren? I forget what I told them. I believe, them. I think it's low. I believe you I think are. It's low. I think it it's should, low. I think it's yeah. low. I'm pretty sure it's low. Okay. Yeah. Because I always forget that I'm just like, nah, I'm too lazy to go and look through the credits. Yeah, I've got again, the screenshot but, somewhere but yeah. in my so, computer. But. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, so then that made two games. By the way, I skipped this, but I ended up. But I take two, 2K. I, my first game I tested was NBA 2K19, which apparently to this day is regarded as one of the better releases. I remember, like, shyly telling somebody I worked on that one because I know how people can mm-hmm. get with their uh, 2K stuff. And, and then I was like, uh, I worked on 19? And then they were like, okay, thank you. Nice. I appreciate the work that you did. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, God, okay, cool. So, so there was that, and then The Outer Worlds. <clears throat> Got nominated for uh, a Game of the Year. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was fun. We, uh, we kind of stopped everything, watched the, watched the whole thing as, like, a team. It was... It was fun. We lost to Sekiro, but honestly, like, it was just cool being nominated in the first place. Like, I was starstruck as hell. Like, <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. A lot of fun. But yeah, I've just been just working hard, busting ass since then, testing other games. Um, yeah, long enough to where they decided to promote me, and I guess I did enough uh, good work. So I went from a. Uh, sorry, I, I skipped ahead again. Skipping back. It's just. Time flows weird in the Shadow <laughs> Realm, by the way. It really um, does. So going back, uh, the pandemic happened, and then they shut down the office, and I was scared because I was still a temp. And I was like, "What? Well, okay, well, what's going to happen now? Like, am I just going to be let go? Like, what's going on? And then so I got a call from the boss man, and he basically offered me a full-time position just permanently. I'm just like, absolutely, yes, yes, please sign me up. And then at that point, of course, pandemic, so we were working from home, remote work, which I was kind of already used to anyways, because I did a lot of freelance stuff, just video editing, just working from literally my office. I had all the setup and all that kind of shit, mainly from just content creation, also doing the podcast and stuff like that. And yeah, so then it's just been pretty much remote working since then and just testing games and doing cool stuff, meeting people. And yeah, that's for the most part what I've been up to got to be a dad yeah it's been fun it's been a good time um that said though like I've been uh, tuning in just whenever I can on, on the games cast and it's just uh, again just sitting back and watching the progress watching things progress and grow it's just like it this it's just so different 
and I just think back to that first that first <laughs> day, like the first the first episode, like that way way back then when like the like literally my desk was next to the kitchen. You can hear like the dishes mm-hmm. being washed in the background, and it's just minimal like quality was just like not not the highest but but we you know we stuck with it and you know we we made it into a a dang podcast and it's just you know we've seen people come and go and uh but it's it's still a really good show and and i think um the uh i honestly just from my perspective i feel like if i were to like name somebody as my replacement i feel like it would be ty honestly and i feel like he's he just fit right in. Like, as soon as, like, the first, like, show I heard with him in it, and I was just like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah they're going to be fine. <laughs> uh, point of order, Ty's technically right. Ben just, was uh, your replacement. Ty was Thomas's replacement. But I get your point. <laughs> as, as since, like, you, yeah, you get what I'm yeah. saying. But, but, yeah, yeah. He, he brought that same sort of energy that I kind of brought to the podcast. So, like, the at that point, I felt like, yeah, okay, they're the balance is there now so like i ain't got none to yeah, worry we got about. a good team go for it boys <laughs> yeah you guys got a great team for but sure but you're also welcome back you guys all the time just in the background of work. <laughs> they're okay they're, they're i appreciate fine. that i'll i'll consider it maybe i'll just hop in every now and then i'm about to you know i got this baby dlc <laughs> about to finish uh downloading and gotta launch that that shit's expensive by yeah, the way it really is <laughs> so many microtransactions babies are definitely yeah dead i know by right <laughs> <laughs> Wow. E, this baby is made by EA Sports. EA baby. It's in the womb. It's in the diaper. <laughs> EA Sports. Get uh, in the belly. Uh, <laughs> good hell. stuff. Good stuff. I think that's everything. Okay. Should be everything. That's yeah. cool. Well, again, if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have given the Outer Worlds a chance, that's for sure. Let's just give it up there. Um, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I played it on it, Switch, too. Yeah, yeah I played it on inferior hardware. I don't give a damn. <laughs> but, that being said, PC <laughs> The version, fact that it, you played it on Switch and still enjoyed it, like, first of all, it's just a testament to, like, the game itself. Oh, fuck yeah. But also, it's just like, I don't know, it's, but, it's pretty cool. Like After it. playing the PC version, it's kind of hard to go back to that version. But it's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I I have it. I have it. That's all that matters. Um, I have so look too so close. It's fine, right? Yeah, exactly. Little times little pop. Oh, oh, there's that popping. But uh, let's go ahead and move to Justin, who has been around the world and back. And if you follow his TikToks, yeah. which uh, I have, I haven't. But um, <laughs> Rude. I don't use it, man. That's why I didn't follow you forever. I, see, but... I thought you did. I thought you were the one that like no. made a big deal about TikTok. No, it's it's it. No, I'm rarely on there. Like, oh yeah, that's a thing. No, I mean, I don't see myself using it a lot. It was just kind of fun for little little bitty things on for the trip. Um, but yeah, I've also been busy um, the past few weeks. Actually, well, I was very not busy last week um, because I just didn't have the energy, but. In general, I've been very busy. That's why we haven't had a show. Um, I apologize. It's entirely my fault. But, um, yeah, I, I went to Scotland. Um, and it was really fun. Uh, that's actually why we're starting late tonight, because I was at my mom's house going over the trip and stuff. Um, she went to see pictures, and my wife's phone has 2,246 pictures or something like that from the trip. Damn. Um, wow. So we got through, like, two days' worth in like an hour 
And I was like, crap, I gotta go. I did not realize what time it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be working on some blog stuff. Um, I just, like I said, I have not had the energy. You can't hear me. Hold on. Is something going on? One second. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, my my uh, OBS has been weird. I had things all set up wrong. Mm. Um, thank you. Thank you, mm. TBG. Um, anyway. TBG! You'd think when something is set to default that it would just work. But no. Apparently you have to put it on the exact device. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's that? OBS's slogan should be "Check it again." Yeah. What's that? Your program, your program is set to wrong. Okay. Even though (laughs) I had it set correctly Thursday, like when I streamed last, it's probably a Windows update. I hate Windows updates. Anyway, what was I saying? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have some vlog stuff coming out from the uh, from the trip. I just have not had the energy to do it. Um. I did put out a snack video, but that's not really... I mean, <laughs> that's that's not really a trip video. They're just fun. Um, but, like I said, I have a lot to go through uh, between both of our phones. So I don't really, like... It's it's kind of a hard thing to talk about the trip itself because it's very much, like, a visual... Like, it was, I mean, there's a sightseeing trip, you know? Like, I can tell you mm-hmm. we saw this and this mm-hmm. and this, but that doesn't mean anything unless you already know what those things are. Um... I will say... Did you go to Loch Ness? No. Uh, we went to a few really? other looks, but... Really? You go to Scotland? You don't go to Loch Ness? What's wrong with you? Go back there and do it again. <laughs> okay. You didn't go see Nessie? Okay, here's the thing. You can go to Loch Ness, but it's a it's an overpriced tourist trap where you just go out into the middle of the lake and don't see a monster for three hours. That's I'm cool, good. Exactly. That's... that's, that's <laughs> eh. Tyler, we're going to all right. Tyler, we're going to Scotland just to go to Loch Ness and just just to send zero fu pics. But we did it, loser. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we did go on she a uh, kind of a Harry Potter themed bus tour, I guess you'd call it. Um, and it was really more of just kind of like a, a sightseeing tour. But uh, it w- goes up into the Highlands and uh, shows some of the like locations they used for various shots from like. Uh, like a few James Bond movies, Harry Potter movies, um, Outlander. If you've seen that show, um, I haven't. But the the uh, tour guide has like twin granddaughters that are apparently on the show. So he had some stories about um, about mm. their time on set and stuff, and that was kind of neat. But I've never seen it. Um, but like we saw the you know the quote unquote Hogwarts Express uh, drive by on the tracks, which was really cool. Um, we saw the the kind of like uh, hill where Hagrid's hut would be. Obviously, you know it was torn down, but um, the location you can tell like the rocks and stuff where they kind of come around um, with the time turner and like you know we're looking at the at the mm. hut from afar. You can definitely tell that area. Um, and then there was like a like a bridge, like dead end road type thing from uh, Skyfall. Um, James Bond, Skyfall. Um, I guess they made it look like this, like, long, like, you know, super fast-driving car section, but it was really, like, a mile stretch that went in a dead end. <laughs> Movie magic is crazy, y'all. Um, For real. You can do a lot with editing, yeah. 
but yeah, it was it was a really cool trip. Like I said, I'll have more out later. It'll be it'll be better just to show in wild form. But I'll let you know when those are out. Um, but we had a great trip, and I'm guessing on our way back because we had to have a negative COVID test to get back into the country. Um, so we were a little worried. It's like, oh crap! Like, what if we you know what if we test positive and we and we can't leave? Like that's going to be an expensive quarantine. Um, so we tested negative. You know, got on the plane. Everything was fine because, like, we know that everyone on the plane back into the country was also negative. Um, last Friday, it's like you get, like I said, a week from Friday, uh, we both tested positive. My wife was feeling terrible and took a test just, you know, just to see. Um, and I was pretty much asymptomatic. We were still both kind of dealing with jet lag, so it was hard to tell. But, um, mm. yeah. I took a test too, just because she was positive and I was positive too. So I was like, well, crap. We just got back from this trip. We've barely been back to work. Um, I had been back like two days, basically. Um, and now we're quarantined. We hadn't even gotten groceries or anything yet because we just got back. Um, so luckily my mom went and like mm-hmm. got us some basic, you know, basic foodstuffs and dropped it off on the porch. Um, nice thing of having mm-hmm. a you know a parental figure in the same town, um, mm-hmm. and just you know hunkered down, like uh, kind of unexpectedly. I'm guessing it was probably like the first airport back in the country, which would have been Dallas. Um, so screw you, Ben Makes and sense. Tyler. Texas gave us COVID. <laughs> Listen, man, that's Dallas. Uh, Austin, we are not affiliated with uh, the Dallas folk. Mm, okay, sure. That airport is ridiculous, though. I hate it. It is. <laughs> it's a hub, dog. It's just... It's comically large. Um, but yeah, so... Then a few days into our quarantine, um, my cat Ridley uh, got into a, a mean fight with one of the other cats, and I think, like, got a claw stuck in him. Um, because, like, they they don't usually, like, fight hard or whatever, but I just know I was, like downstairs playing a game or something like that and i went upstairs to get some food and there was blood all over the kitchen and i was like what is this so i track him down and he's got like a like a gash on his leg um and gimli is looking guilty so i'm like okay he clearly instigated the fight got his claw stuck and like pulled and just got blood everywhere so again we're quarantined can't take him to the vet or anything trying to figure out how to like kind of you know clean it up get like get it to stop bleeding um with Mm -hmm. just with the stuff we had on hand so again my mom uh brought some like gauze and stuff from the store like a little like a small dog shirt to kind of put on him just as like a cover so like you know if he's still bleeding at least he's bleeding into a shirt (laughs) um Mm -hmm. he didn't wear it very long but it helped uh and yeah we had to kind of like like panic uh clean our cat while in quarantine it's it's been when things go wrong um so needless to say i have not like actually played many games or anything recently um between the trip and like being in a brain fog um so i realized that we are like 20 minutes into the into the podcast and haven't really talked about any video games and i'm sorry um but i will uh, I will touch on a few things briefly. Um, on the trip, I 
had my Switch, so I dabbled a little bit more in like Kirby um, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, um, just because those were the things I had on hand. Mm. Um, not really enough to say anything about, but I'm like, the problem is I took a break from Tokyo Mirage Sessions when Metroid Dread came out um, because I tend to focus on like whatever you know cartridge I have in, um, and I'm having a hard time getting back into it. Like I really liked the game, but I guess I took a long enough break, like, you know, months of a break that, like, I was in the middle of a palace or whatever they're called, and I just kind of, like, I forgot where I left off, and so I've, I haven't really been able to get back into it very well. It's a hard thing with those big RPGs mm-hmm. like that. For um, sure, for sure. But I'm, I'm trying. Like, I really do want to keep playing it. I think I just need to be in the mood for it. Um, but... Uh, we went to a really cool barcade in uh, in Scotland, and they had a bunch of classic arcade cabinets um, of varying uh, quality. Like, some of them were kind of half-broken, so I didn't really play them very much. Uh, we tried to play X-Men, and it kept eating our quarters. Um, Welcome to die! Which is sad, because like, we both love that game, but... Um, oh, well. But the thing I wanted to talk about, um, they had a crazy taxi cabinet. Which I'd never seen before, like, in person. Like, I've never, like, actually, like, played it at an arcade before. Um, It's this really cool, like, kind of standing, like, car contraption. You know, you've got the wheel in front of you, the the pedals on the floor. But, like, it's not a seat. You just kind of lean against, like, a back bar. And just kind of hold the steering wheel and stuff. That just accentuates how crazy it is. Yeah. It was actually, it was kind of comfortable, honestly. Like... I don't know, it felt natural to stand there and play. Um, but it was really good. Like, I've never played the arcade version of the game before. Um, so good. It lasted quite a while, too. Like, it was, a, it was, it was like, one coin, and I played for probably 20, 30 minutes. Like, it was really good. Um, and, of course, I had DDR, so I had to play that. But, um, nice. uh, but yeah, that was, that was really neat. Um, and then, uh, when we got back... I kind of rearranged my office a little bit. I'm still tweaking it, so it's not perfect. Um, but that's why, like, my angle is a little different and stuff. Um, but I set up a projector on the ceiling. Um, so, like, whenever I'm just kind of casually playing... Not on your ceiling, Tyler. On my ceiling. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was confused. So when I'm, like, casually <laughs> playing a console game or whatever, I can just stream it onto the wall and just kind of get cozy on the futon behind me. Um, so I've been playing a few kind of just random things um, in my office. Like, I started up Kirby 64, which is still a great game. Glad they added that to the uh, Nintendo Online mm-hmm. service. Um, I need to play more of it. I thought it was co-op for some reason. Like, I forget that it's only, like, multiplayer in those mini games. Um, so, like, my plan was to play through it co-op with a friend. And then I found out that wasn't possible, so I was like, oh, man. I guess I'll play it alone. But it's like, with that brain fog, I would, like, kind of lose interest in everything after 30 minutes to an hour so i'm definitely gonna get back to it but yeah i love that game and like the the way you can like mix and match uh the abilities and stuff is really cool you get darth maul's double sabers in that game if i recall correctly yeah you do uh it's like fire (laughs) and cutter i think that sounds right no that's just that's the flame sword um it's not darth maul's double sabers because it's like green uh, but it's like I think it's electric. Same general principle. It's like electric and cutter or electric and needle, one of those, um, and it gives you a double saber. <laughs> it's really cool. 
Um, and then I decided to hook my Wii U back up and get back into Twilight Princess HD uh, because mm. I've still never beaten that game. <laughs> and I think uh, replaying Minish Cap on my phone has kind of put me back into the you know the Zelda mood. Um, <clears throat> and then also I was doing like the combo randomizer, uh, the you know Zelda uh, Super Metroid combo randomizer. Um, so yeah, I I picked up the uh, I, I got back into the Wii U one because I had already started that version. Um, so I was like I think up to the uh, Zora's Domain area. Um, I really hate the beginning of the game, and I did not want to start it over again, like on PC or whatever. Um, so yeah, anyway, I picked it back up on Wii U and got through the the Zora's Temple, whatever it's called. Um, got the Master Sword. Um, realized that the Wii U doesn't go to sleep. Uh, like if you you know like let it shut down or like auto shut down, um, it doesn't like sleep like the Switch does. It just closes. So um, I lost all my progress and had to get the Master Sword again. <laughs> um, and that's where I left off today, uh, was re-getting the Master Sword. And I'm kind of just doing some, some random stuff around the field before moving on to the Mirror of Twilight. Um, but I'm liking the game again. Like, it's one of those things where I can play it in short bursts and enjoy it. But, like, there's so many things in it that annoy me, especially the beginning of the game. when you get, like, locked into Wolf Link pretty regularly. Mm. Um, that I just kind of get mm-hmm. checked out. Um, That's fair. But, like, the second half, you know, when you can freely transform and the world map opens a lot more and stuff like that, like, that's when I like it. So I think I'll be pretty good to the end. But um, I realized, like, for example, um, I've kind of played it in chunks where, like, I'll pick up someone else's save file or something like that and continue playing on from a point or, like, watch someone play through a later dungeon or whatever. But I realized mm. I'd never seen or played the boss of that water temple. <laughs> like I, I dropped into that room and I'm like, mm. I don't remember anything about like the end of this dungeon. And then the boss came out and I'm like, <laughs> this is awful. I hate this guy. Um, and it's just weird. It's like, that's not that far into the game and I've never seen it before. And I'm like the Zelda guy mm. of the group, you know? So just, I don't know. Fake fan. Yeah, apparently. Um, but then, like, I know some of the later dungeons. So, like, I know I've played other parts. Like, I've gotten the Master Sword before and stuff like that. It's just, I guess I never beat that. And then, I don't know if someone else played my file, or, like I said, I picked up a different save file or what. That was after that point. But, yeah. Because um, I've never seen the end of the game. Like, I've, I've specifically not watched, like, a playthrough or anything uh-huh. of it. Um, <laughs> the furthest I've gotten to was, like, the last dungeon or whatever. The Temple in the Sky, I think it's called. And I've never beaten that one. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm actually pretty anxious to continue playing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I just don't really like exploring the field, like, in between dungeons. The dungeons are all pretty solid, but the other stuff is just kind of okay. Um, And then I am starting to dabble in some uh, PS3 emulation. Um, it's, it's come a long way. It's still kind of spotty. Like I downloaded a handful of games and like two of them are listed as playable. And one of those crashed. Mm. <laughs> like it was perfectly playable, wow. but it's like before I could even get to a save point, it just boop to the desktop. Like, damn, I don't know what happened. I was just, I was playing the game and then it just died. Um, 
So that kind of sucks. It was Lollipop Chainsaw, by the way. Never played that game before. Seems pretty wild. It's a game, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Seems pretty wild. Played really well. It just, it crashed. Um, And then I also tried uh, Eternal Sonata, which I've never played before, but I heard good things about. Oh, Um, very good. Oh, you know it? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The battle system was not what I expected. Like, I didn't realize it was kind of like a, like an action turn-based kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the only mm-hmm. thing I don't like is like it's a little hard to tell when you've like gotten close enough to an enemy to actually attack them, and it wastes like mm-hmm. substantial mm-hmm. amount of you know your your meter or whatever like your turn meter, um, attacking mm-hmm. when you're not close enough, and that's kind of annoying. But uh, it's really neat. Yeah, I didn't get very far because I was just making sure it worked, and then I like saved and quit mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't crash. Um, and then I tried to get all the God of War games because I eventually want to do like a retrospective on that series. Um, but the one that I've never played, God of War Ascension, is like not playable. I get boots. That's about it. So that's a bit of a bummer. And I guess I'll have to wait until things are a little more stable to get into that one. Um, but the reason I checked into PS3 emulation is because I want to do a series on the Harry Potter games. So I went on a spree of downloading every version of every Harry Potter game, um, which for those that Woof. know that series know there's quite a few of them. Uh, specifically for the first game, for the first movie, there's five unique adaptations of that game. I um, had the unfortunateness of having the PS1 version as a kid, and I distinctly uh, recall that version of the game being, to quote it directly, not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little rough. Um, but that one is actually, like, the flagship version of the game. Um, it's the only PS1, like, flagship version. Uh, the the second game is also on PS1, but it's kind of just a reskin with, like, that story mm-hmm. tacked on. And they moved on to the next-gen mm-hmm. ones already. But, yeah, there is PS1, PC, uh, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color... And then the uh, the quote unquote next gen consoles, you know, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox, got the first movie game two years later. <laughs> Weirdly, um, wow. but that's still a unique version. So yeah, I have I have um, five versions of that game to play to start this series. Um, but I wanted to check PS3 emulation to make sure I can play those later ones, um, because I know that like. Xbox 360 emulation or Xbox emulation is pretty rough. Um, so you're telling me you're not going to be doing Harry Potter for Connect? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my 360 anymore, or else I might. Oh no. Um, if I can find the game cheap, but I'm not going to get a 360 just to do that. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to make sure I could actually play those later games on something before starting this whole idea. Um. And then I have also, it sounds like I've been playing a lot, but it's like I've been playing a little bit of a lot of things because, again, brain fog. Um, Mm -hmm. I've played a little bit of the uh, Donkey Kong Land games um, because that's another video Mm -hmm. idea I have is talking about the weird, Mm -hmm. like, handheld spinoffs of Donkey Kong. Um, Because I owned the first one as a kid. It was, like, one of my first Game Game Boy games. Um, I actually got Kirby's Dreamland and Centipede, and my brother got Donkey Kong Land. But you know, Kirby's Dreamland takes like ten minutes to beat, so we just fought over Donkey Kong Land instead. Um, but I'd <laughs> never played two or three, and I remember one actually being pretty solid. You know, for a Game Boy game, 
Um, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely the worst of the three. Um, but it's been interesting going back to those games. Like they have, they have some merit. Um, so yeah, I've been dabbling in a lot of things, but I haven't like really been able to focus on a game other than I guess Twilight Princess. I've actually put quite a few hours into that over the last few days. Um, that's most of what I can think of. Um, I started up uh, the new Nino Kuni uh, mobile game uh, called Nino Kuni Cross Worlds. I told Lo about it too. I don't know if he'll talk about it, um, but it's neat. It, it's kind of it's got some of that like Genshin Impact gameplay to it, um, but you know with the Nino Kuni graphic style, so it looks like a Studio Ghibli game. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. far enough to really know that much about it. It's kind of just been the tutorial missions of like you know, talk to this guy to learn what he can do. Um, but the combat's solid. There's a few too many buttons on screen to juggle, uh, like with the on, you know, the on-screen overlay or whatever. But if it gets controller support, I could see that being a lot more manageable. Um, mm-hmm. And I've read up on the game a little bit, and like later on you get like some farming abilities and like kind of, you know, monster raising... Um, the whole like concept of the game is based around like uh, catching different um, creatures that will supplement your uh, combat abilities. So they give you like passive buffs and like super moves and that kind of thing. Um, so instead of like you know Genshin Impact, where it's all about the gotcha elements of your party and you have to have like the super powerful party members in order to make any headway, this one's more like you choose from five different classes in the beginning of the game. And you have the, you know, abilities of that class. And then you can also get these, like, gotcha creatures, essentially. And use their combination of abilities um, on your combat wheel. Kind of like a, like an MMO, more so. Um, and so the gotcha mechanics seem a lot more manageable. I don't know much about the microtransactions other than that. Because, um, like I said, I'm still into tutorial stuff. But honestly, I it seems tell really you. Cool. That it's tied to NFTs and the blockchain. I can tell you that much. There are those elements, but you don't have to interact with them. I'm just saying it's there. I'm just saying it's there. Fair. Um, but I don't know. I'm. I'm. It, it's one of those like, like I said. It's a phone game, and I haven't been at work, and that's usually stuff I play at work. So I'm sure I'll have more to report mm-hmm. on it. Um, but I just kind of pulled it up out of curiosity. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. I think. Tyler. Um, even though that we've been off the show for the last several weeks, uh, I haven't really been dabbling that much into uh, any new territory. Um, I've been regularly playing Master Duel, which has probably been the most consistent thing that I've been playing over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, as of this recording, the Fusion Festival is already done and over with, and uh, it was actually really fun. Uh, I actually made my uh, IRL Cyberdark deck more or less, nice, and nice. I've gotten some pretty awesome OTKs with it. It's pretty satisfying. Mm. I definitely recommend that archetype. Nice. Um, as for other stuff that I've been doing on there, um, I as of recently, um, Lo and I were talking about idol decks. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm starting to build a Cyber Angel deck, which is basically a bunch of ritual monsters... And um, they're actually pretty sick. Um, they're all waifu material right here, as you can see right here nice. from this one instance. I actually have a deck <laughs> of that in real life. It's pretty sweet. And um, 
Yeah, that's it for Master Duel. I haven't really been playing a whole bunch of ranked duels on there. Um, aside from that, I just got back into uh, practicing 16 Star Runs in Super Mario 64, since I've just been playing that in my downtime uh, during breaks at work. Um, <laughs> since it's on uh, Nintendo 64 Online on Switch, I can just play it whenever I want. And you can actually do the backwards long jump uh, glitch in this version as opposed to nice. the anniversary collection. Fuck that collection for that. You can't speed run <laughs> strats in that version of the game. So I'm eternally grateful that that part of the game is there. Uh, as a QA tester, I just love it when people get mad when certain bugs actually get fixed. <laughs> for real, for real. It's not the same. But one thing I will say, uh, if you are trying to do backwards long jumps... Don't do it on a Joy-Con. Just don't. You can't mash on that thing for beans. Like, get yourself, like, a Pro Controller if you want to do that. But if you're playing casually, then by all means, go ahead and use the Joy-Con if you want. Um, I'm not actually planning to do a speed run on that. I'm actually doing, like, casual 16-star runs. Kind of like how I tackled Mega Man X 4 when we were doing the race for that one. Casual, he says. Listen, man, you're not wrong. <laughs> How are you going to get out of that? Yeah, I, I can't get out of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've beaten the game at least twice at this point, uh, with just the bare minimum of uh, 16 stars when you're meant to get at least 70. So that's pretty funny. Uh, aside from that, um, it's not really gaming content, but... Uh, on one of the weeks that uh, Justin was out, uh, rather than us doing the game cast, uh, me and a friend of mine, Hades Hellart, um, you can find her on uh, Twitter, Instagram, any social media really, does really good artwork. Even did the art for my thumbnail that you see in the bottom of the corner. But that's besides the point. We watch movies uh, one of those days, and uh, she suggested a silent voice, and uh, that movie's an experience. Like... I made an entire mini cinema shot about it because I couldn't articulate my thoughts after we finished the movie. So, kudos to her. It was a really fun time. And that's pretty much it on my end, honestly. Hello. What about you, Doug? Me, what have I been playing? Uh, Mostly card games. It's weird. It all started with Inscription, actually. I started playing Inscription. And then people were like, oh, yeah, these are like watered-down Yu-Gi-Oh! tribute rules. I'm like, watered-down Yu-Gi-Oh! tribute rules, huh? So, okay, maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! is not that hard. So any, so I got into, ended up getting into, I grabbed Legacy of the Duelist, and I swear I was playing that game for like maybe like a week or two. And then Master Duel dropped. So I'm just a lot of Master Duel. Um, I got back into Inscription again lately. Um I've also tried other uh, trading card games, like basically anything that's not Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, Shadowverse, Magic Arena, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. I only played that for like 10 minutes, though, because I just couldn't get into it. Um, only a couple of them I could really get into, but most of the time is just either in Legacy of the Duelist, like building a deck that I kind of think I might want to build in Master Duel, even though the, the card... Like database isn't fully up to date, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. I, I'll make a stupid deck in that game, and then I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna make this in Master Duel. Oh, cool, I got all this shit right here for it. Neat. So, a lot of that. 
Um, other than that, really, it's just me kind of messing around in uh, RPG Maker MV. I, I was, um, yeah, I'm actually trying to actually make a game. Uh, and it's not really going to be anything like I'm going to try and like charge money for. It's just more like a do-it-for-fun kind of thing. Because I've always been a fan of like the top-down JRPGs. Final Fantasy VI is one of my favorites. And I just, yeah, I just thought it would be cool to just throw down a project or something like that. I was thinking about just making just NPCs or party members based on people I know. One of y'all is actually in it already. Uh, Iggy, I'm looking at you, bro. What? Um, Huh? What? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking about that little RPG game I was making. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. It's been actually really interesting because it's also just like, (laughs) it's funny because I'll be like designing a level, but then like my QA brain will switch on. I'm like, wait, what about this? And what about that? And this and that or whatever. And then at the same time, the artist brain will cat will, will switch over and then be like, oh, I want to like put this in here and I want to do that. And I want to do this, that, this, this. So let me, I shit you not. I spent literally like two or three evenings just trying to figure out like a secret doorway, like based on an item. I basically like had like set it up to where there's an item on a desk. It's a book. You pick it up and then you walk over to a bookshelf. You put it in the bookshelf and then the bookcase moves. And then there's like a secret door there. It sounds pretty simple, right? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. There's a lot of stuff you have to account for. Lots of stuff you have to account for. So one of the first things that that, that ended up uh, going wrong was just there was like, you could get infinite amounts of the book, which is supposed to be like a key item. And key items are supposed to only be one of those. It's just like, what are we going to do with like 99 books? Like, whatever. So I, every time I like fix something, every time I fix something, I'd find like two other things wrong in the play test. I'm like, huh, all right. <laughs> so it was, just, it's just funny because like, you know, I do QA just like full time and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, Hmm. So this is what it feels like to be on the other end of it. Finding all the annoying shit that I find. I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to fix this. Oh no, I got to fix that. But it's been a learning experience. It's been a lot of fun. And honestly, I think I've spent probably more than anything. I've probably spent the most time just in that. If not, um, if not that, just trying to come up with like a story or like characters or something like that. Um, one of the things I have to worry about is feature creep because fe- for those of you who are who, don't, who aren't familiar, feature creep is one of those things where like you start developing a game. There's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we put like this in there? Oh, what if we put this in there too? Oh, and this and that, and and then the features just start ramping up, and then you just start making more work for yourself. That's one of the things I, I ran into like really early on because I was thinking, oh, okay, like, oh, what if I did this crazy elaborate system? And I'm like, oh, I don't know the first thing about it. So, hmm, well, there you go right there. That said, there's a lot of plugins that like, make a lot of the stuff that you would want to do a lot easier. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. I've been mostly just dabbling in the free ones and stuff. But, yeah, just been learning that, just writing stuff up, trying to get, like, a little project going. Um, just this morning, I was actually just thinking, like, oh, what if I added voice acting? I was like, then I thought about it. I was like, no, that, that's so much fucking work. I'm not trying to do all that <laughs> too much. Maybe later, maybe later down the road. I also, this isn't really meant to be, like, a really big project either. Like, it, it's ideally, like, beatable within, like, you know, a few hours or so. I, I just want to tell a cool little story, have some cool characters in it, do some cool stuff with the engine. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the most part, because as, as you can imagine, QA testing can, uh, it can be very repetitive and kind of, I'm really brain tired by the end of the day. So usually I'm not trying to like invest too much 
of my brain power into like doing something else. So if it's if it's something like a turn-based game where I can just take my time and just like think about what I'm going to do or not think about what I'm going to do or not think at all, mm. uh, then I'll just I'll gravitate towards that. And usually, yeah, Legacy of the Duelist has generally been that, especially if I hop into ranked and there's just like meta decks everywhere. And meta decks everywhere and bots fucking... that give up at the drop of a hat. Don't even get me started on the fucking bot. Oh my god, <laughs> it's ridiculous. They'll they'll just sit there. And sit there, and they it's like you want to surrender, don't you? It's like this is like this is like y'all just for okay, just for just for uh, reference. I don't fucking surrender in Yu Gi Oh. Never, I no, don't surrender. Not. In We're that not cowards. So I'm just like, so I'm just like, so this bot's over here just waiting. I'm just like, I can do this shit all day, bro. I can do it all day, and then just like, all, next thing I know, the connection failed. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's so why I thought, give me my chance. <laughs> uh, you deserve this. It's, it's fun, though. Ranked is not where it needs to be, in my opinion. Just as, like, a beginning-ish Yu-Gi-Oh! player, it's not fun. I'd rather spend my time in lobbies just bullshitting around with the sure. guys and stuff, just playing the decks that I want to play. And, unfortunately, there's not a lot of um, rewards tied to that because everything is specifically ranked ranked activate trap cards in ranked activate spells in ranked fusion summon in ranked i'm just like bro just like why does it have to be that stipulation like i get that you want people to be like in the rotation and playing ranked but like not everybody wants to they play also ranked. want to make sure not you're doing it wants- legit and so it's like if you're just playing against friends it's like okay i have to complete this challenge let's just you know spam it out but in ranked it's like you're playing that's, the game against fair. randos like you are actually doing those that's things. fair in ranked, you're always going to have to face against uh, Phoenix Enforcers, Tri-Brigades, oh, all God. sorts of sweaty shit. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Just banishing my card to, let to the left and then just sending other shit to, to my, back to my hand on the right. It's just ridiculous. May as well just play Honestly, solitaire even if at that it was point. Just like, even if it was just something like, just, hey, finish a game. Complete a game. Like, not mm-hmm. one of those bullshit, like, start a game and surrender type of things. I'm sure they can put stuff in to track that sort of thing, but I, I feel like they should kind of facilitate a little bit more of the lobby play, like private lobbies and stuff, but I, I can definitely understand it from that perspective of abusing the system. That said, it's Bot City and ranked. So yeah. <laughs> I gotta have something. I gotta have something. But yeah, I've been playing a Red Eyes deck. Um, I also have a Synchron deck. I got some in, I, I got input on from Ty on both of those. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Um, yeah. It's just it's just been fun. It's fun just looking at like a shit ton of cards and being like, how can these fit together? It's almost like a weird like puzzle game. It's like you put it together and then like you use that to solve another puzzle, which is some other motherfucker who also has a puzzle of his own. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. What I find funny yeah, it's is mostly that card games. You, you are brain dead by the end of the day, so you play complicated card games to wind down. <laughs> hey man, that's just how it works. It's funny too because like. I like I I'll understand my deck, but if it's somebody else just doing shit, I'm just like, what? He in effect? Yeah. Okay, whatever. And I'll just like whatever, and then I'll just play like rock paper scissors with my little Giorgiano mate. I'm just like rock paper scissors, let's go. He always That's, wins. <laughs> it's 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 fun, but um, but yeah, um, yeah, just card games, RPG making. Uh, yeah, I also uh, just kind of chill out and watch uh, Ben stream occasionally. It's it's interesting too because especially when he streams uh, Final Fantasy VI, I'm like, I wonder if I can make a cutscene like that in RPG Maker. 
Interesting. Hmm. And then I start thinking about it again. And I'm just like, fuck. But yeah. That's me, pretty much. Uh, I'll be quick, then. Um, since we're running really long and we started really late. Uh, Bug Snacks, uh, I've been streaming that recently. And that game, I'm really glad none of y'all really said anything about it. Because, and I won't say too much because you need to experience Bug Snacks for yourself to understand what makes it great. But the moment there's a moment where character interactions start happening, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is just more than bug catching." And even the bug, the monster catching is really, really fun. But what I care about mm-hmm. is the is the fucking to to not over to not say too much about it is the drama that happens between the island's inhabitants and the mystery in there. It's actually really interesting. And I was like, because I remember when the first trailer came out, I was like. It looked like it, like they were implying something deeper, but I never really looked into it. It was a PlayStation exclusive game for like the first year of existence, and now it's on Switch, it's on Xbox, and so I was like, okay, I'll finally try it, and I'm glad I did because it's really unique and innovative, and it doesn't feel like you know to get me to play a monster catching game like you know Slime Rancher never appealed to me because not Slime Rancher, what is it called? The one monster where you like no, no 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 the the game the first person shooter game that you catch all the slimes is it Slime Rancher? That's slime yeah. Rancher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought I was wrong for some reason. Uh, like that never appealed to me just because like is that all you do? Okay, because like that 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 only goes so much. To me, bug snacks would not work if it was just either the drama or the bug catching. It works because it, it's in tandem with it. It also helps that the bug snacks are like mm-hmm. really well designed and we're like, oh, that's that's really creative. Like, you know, I, I imagine they took some peyote making some of these fucking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really inventive stuff. Um, uh, besides that, I've been in a carrot game crisis, and I hate when I'm like this because like I think I'm just waiting for Xenoblade Three to come out. Where I don't know what the fuck to play, and I've been playing Lego Same. Marvel Two for the past week, two weeks, and I've hated myself every time I boot it up because it's not—it's a bad version. It, It's—it has awful frame rate. It's—it has no X Men. Why? Why don't you have X Men? Like it has cool characters in. It. There's a lot of cool alternate. It has a lot of cool Marvel alternate future characters, like some obscure Marvel characters I never thought would be in there. But like, really, you couldn't get some X Men in there? No. No, we got just we have to make room for the... again. No, I've done that game to death, man. I need a bigger break. Good from old it. licensing. Um, any go, I need like a bigger break from that game. So like, it's it's fine. It's just I think Lego Marvel One's a lot better because it had a bigger representation of the Marvel universe. I thought the levels were more cooler. This one, like Kang, is okay. Like it's it's just and like the the thing is, it's like okay, I'm gonna bring three different time periods into one area. But he fucking idiot of, of an idiot Kang brings three different versions of New York. He brings modern day New York, old timey's New York, and then future New York. I'm like, really? Do we need three versions? Oh, so of it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess in like twenty whatever this game came out, like it's it's a Lego game, so I'm not hating on that aspect. It's just like some of the choices and on Switch, it clearly wasn't optimized at all. Like there's some bad, especially underwater, the frame rate drips into the teens. It's it's pretty bad, but it it was fine. It had that Lego. There was some Lego humor, you know. There's some cool Marvel characters, not, and I hate that I, I hated that I played it. I paid for eight bucks for because I was like I was curious because I really love Lego Marvel One. Um, I have it on Wii U. I'm probably I. I Tell everybody like as soon as Lego Marvel One drops to eight dollars on on Switch, I'm buying that. Um, it's it, it's four. They priced it at forty at launch. What the fuck is the matter with you? We pricing that game at forty dollars. It's ridiculous for a game that old. Um, besides that, oh god, um, Life is Strange True Colors. I've played I've played that a little bit because uh, that came on Game Pass too. Woo! That game that game is not as video gamey as the first one as I said before. But god damn, it's much. 
it's much more soul wrenching and gut wrenching, like because it has to do with the fact that you're an mm-hmm. empath character and you have to, you know, deal with all the emotions and shit. It's it's a lot to take in to the point where like at the, I beat the first episode and I was crying hard because it just it just makes it real. The voice acting is really really good. Um, again, not as video gamey as the first game where like you have to like rewind time to figure shit out. Like here, it's a lot more simplified. It's more about telling a story, which is perfectly fine. It knows what it wants to do. Uh, as for that, I'll talk about two more Game Pass games and then I'll stop. Uh, Trek to Yomi, which I only heard about like a maybe a month ago at a PlayStation Direct. Which so it's funny that I'm playing this on Game Pass, but it is a side-scrolling samurai game that is basically with the it's basically made to look like a 1950s samurai film. And looks, it's really cool. Mm. It's very simple, um, but it's very, very cool. Um, and uh, and uh, how it how it does. And this is like I appreciate how it does lighting because it's all in black and white. There's no color, um, and and levels are really cool. There's it's all linear, but there's slight ways you can explore. Like you could take certain enemies out if you go down another path, and you get a reward for it. It's it's not the deepest or the or the most explorative, but it's fun and interesting an interesting experiment and really make me glad i've played it the problem is though on game pass i don't know if this happens on every version i don't know if the pc version is the same as the game Pass version i hope it is but uh i'm in a certain part where every time i get i start to go past it the game just crashes on me it just doesn't go past it and i don't know what's causing that so i haven't gone back to it because every time i've loaded it up it always crashes uh and and i want to play this on pc so i can be closer to the monitor because playing on my tv uh it's just it's just uh it's just not good uh, besides that, I've started, uh, and this is just something I started today, which was, I don't know how to pronounce this properly, uh, but it's Euden Chronicles Rising, mm. which is a prequel game to the upcoming Euden Chronicles, which is made by the developers who made, um, oh, what is it called? Glorious Suiko Dead. Yeah. Like, so, let's go. Yeah, so I'm playing this game, and it's basically, it's a Metroidvania resource gathering game, um, which... Uh, number one, it looks gorgeous. Like it looks really gorgeous. It's trying to, it tries to emulate the sprites of the olden days. They're not sprites, but they actually it look, looks cool. Gorgeous visuals, and you're pretty much starting out as this miner named CJ. She's a young teenage adventurer who just wants to make a name for herself, and she comes to this town who hates foreigners and hates adventurers. Like get the fuck out. And it's to put it lightly, it is side quest the game. You are pretty much doing favors for everybody to build the town. And that. So if you're not into side quests, you're not going to like it. But it's pretty much every character will ask you to do something to open something. And so it matters if you're going to like the loop. And I, I do like the loop so far. Uh, and, and, like, you can upgrade your uh, typical RPG stuff. You can upgrade your armor, weapons. Cool thing, you can actually name your weapons. And they have preset. You can't, like, name it how you want. But you have preset names. So I, And they're actually really cool mm-hmm. preset names. Like a name generator. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you can have, like, cool. the beginning and the end. So I can't remember what mines are. But so far, I have two party members. And then the last part I just finished off with was uh, there was this magical girl who was in the mines for some reason. And like I was like, what, magical girl is just here? What are you doing? Okay. And I think she's going to be a third party member. It's really, really cool. Like, there's a, one of my party members is a giant uh, a kangaroo with a big buster sword. It's just like, why? Who cares? It's... It's really cool. I don't know anything about the development of the new game. If it's gonna like, this is not play like an RPG. It is a straight up Metroidvania. Uh, I don't even call it Metroidvania. There's one section called the Forest, which is where your main resource hub, which is where you they'll like side quests will send you. Hey, go get me this five things. Um, and then you have like other areas, other places that like are, are more story po- are, are like story point. But I'm I like it so far. 
I'm really digging it so far. Uh, I definitely want to keep through. It doesn't seem. I don't think. It, I don't think it's. It's going to be a long game. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not hope I'm not wrong in that instance. But I'm enjoying it a lot. So cool. Uh, that's about it. Um, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to fast track through the news. Okay. Okay. There's not a lot of news. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a fast track. Um, you enjoy Huey Lewis in the news. I put. Uh, I, I removed one thing because there was no information about it. Um, I don't know what all you like. How far back you want to actually talk about things? It's it's only it's only up to the 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 Prince of Persia thing. That's it. I wasn't even going to include that. Okay, we don't have to. Well, let's not include the indie world thing. Then we'll just start with Fall Guys. Yeah, I wasn't going to put indie world on here until you said we should. Um, just because, like, I thought there was some good stuff in there, but I didn't no, want to pull up wasn't. a video while uh, while we were talking. So that's good. Yeah, to know. yeah. I watched it. I was like, that was okay. Like, how are you, how are you not? I don't know. I, I was fully expecting Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge to be in there, but it wasn't like a release. Well, what's weird? I didn't even know that happened. Like, that's why I put it on the 18th because, like, that's the first I heard about it. Uh, Madman Muscle were... says that game is slated to come out by this summer, so it's possible it's going to be pretty soon. Yeah, but, like, it's already summer. Like, guys, should we have, like, a... I feel like we should have a concrete release date by now if they say that, unless... Yeah. This is weird to me. Like, if you're this close. Like, they, they've demoed it and everything, so... Like, I mean, okay, demo doesn't mean it's ready or anything, but, like, if you're saying summer, don't say this summer if it's not... If you don't... Like, I feel like that's weird to me. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I agree. I was also kind of tempted to put in the Sonic 06 coming back on the 360 marketplace, but there isn't much conversation to warrant from that. <laughs> no, I was just like, you can it, buy... It was just an oops. Yeah. You, you can buy trash. Congratulations, you can buy trash again. Have fun with that. <laughs> Why? Have I you played the game? Do I need to play the game with having seen how it is? No. That's one of those things where you can just look at it and go like, mm-hmm. no. You don't need to play that. That's one of those things you just look at. Like, it. uh-huh. it's it's not good, but it's not Shadow of the Hedgehog bad. Uh, it's, it's so true. not. That's not an endorsement. It's. I know I, it's not an endorsement. It's I'm not just the worst game ever made, made, but it's second worst. It's, it's, one, yeah. of the, it's one of the worst. It's, it's, it's funny bad. That's what it is. That's yeah. No. <laughs> uh, for sure. YouTubers. I hate YouTubers for glorifying that video, that game so much. Just let it die, Sonic please. Six? Why do people glorify uh, Sonic 06? There's not, yeah, not a lot to glorify well, they do. The, the that's extremist. why people keep talking. Oh, the diehards. Yeah, they keep dying. Me keep, die on this hill. Yeah. You've already died on this hill. Me just die mod- again. Listen, take, just mod it. Mod it into generations. Play, mod it into a better game. There you play, go. Uh, They've games. done that. They already did that. Games, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Stop playing 06. Stop, well, I think the stop, levels stop, were modded stop. in. You can't make me. Unleashed, right? No, yeah. they were gener- generations. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was 06 and. Gen- and, uh, and Unleashed levels were modded into generations. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Pretty much. Because I, I just just tried that, but just do that because it's a better engine and it knows what it's doing better. Mm-hmm. Um, we're back, by the way. Fuck Sonic. I'm still gonna stream that game, by the way. Of course you. Why? Why? Just, just stream. If you're gonna play a bad, mediocre Sonic game, at least do Sonic Heroes. At least do that one. Hey, I already did Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes is a good, a good Sonic game. game. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At least play that one then over over fucking uh, over Sonic 06. Fan game. I would, uh, but uh, it's on the I tip don't. Of my tongue. 
But it's basically like they it's basically Sonic Heroes slash Sonic 06, but not broken. And it's actually fun. And the tagging mechanic, you can actually just huh. have anybody, any sort of team that you want. I forget what it's called. Yeah, you showed me that. It it's looks cool. Sonic World. That's what it's called. Super like generic sounding name, but check it out. It's a dope fan game. It's got like a huge okay. roster with actual. Like, they have their oh, actual mechanics. Yes, three D. It's a huge roster. They have their actual like mechanics and shit. Like wow. Knuckles hacks, behaves how you would think he would. Tails, whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, the roster's massive. There's mods for it. Check it out. They need more love. These the fans because uh, the official Sonic games 6. aren't always uh, aren't always doing it for us. <laughs> No. He's not wrong. Alright, uh, but we're going to talk about a delisting game, though. A game being delisted from C for, for, for reasons. Fall Guys! Uh, the popular game of 2019, I believe? The the, the, the platform Battle Royale? Was Flash it 2020 came out? Uh, yeah. People still play it. It has, yeah, it. it has its audience. It's not as big, but it has its audience. Yeah, uh, first release um, in the summer of 2020. Pandemic okay, game. Okay, yeah. Uh, Fall Guys, though, <laughs> is a f- it's been delayed multiple times. It was supposed to come to Xbox and uh, and Switch uh, for a long time, and it's just been delayed for so long. But now it seems we know kind of know why. Fall Guys is going to be going free to play. Uh, but however, new, pe- new if you're if you've never played Fall Guys before, I me who never bought it, it's like twenty bucks, I think. Um, it will no longer be able to get on Steam. Instead, they will have to download it on the Epic Game Store if they want to see what the fuss is all about. Uh, Epic Games purchased, I forgot about this, Fall Guys developer Mediatonic last year, as uh, as, they, as uh, Gimbal noted. The publisher made a similar move after purchasing Rocket League. Sonic's fans currently playing the game on Steam. Do not to worry, as this version will continue to see support. The change should only have an impact on those who haven't jumped in on yet. Of course, a lot of PC users are particularly, particularly when it comes to their launcher of choice. Yeah, we have this stupid controversy between the Epic Games Store and Steam. Um, all this, like, I, I, like, just, just have both idiots. Just stop it already. This is it's not a console. Uh, with Fall Guys going free to play next month and releasing new platforms, it'd be interesting to see. So, yeah, I think this, I think it's the right move. I think hopefully it'll shoot life in a game. Obviously, it technically was free to play when it was on PlayStation because it was part of PlayStation Plus. If you grabbed it there, so you could argue that it was free yeah, to play there. Uh, and, and I wanted to really play real free to play. Yeah, and I've seen some VTubers stream it, and that game has still gotten updates. It got new costumes, new levels. So, like, if you stop playing Fall Guys, you go back to it, it's going to have a whole bunch of shit you don't remember. So, it's gotten updates. It's mm-hmm. not dead. It's just, it's not as talked about, but that doesn't mean the game's dead, as we in the FGC know that just because the game's not being talked about doesn't mean it's dead. Stop saying games are dead. Stop it. Um, Fall Guys is I, the new Among Us. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, got a, that's got a fan base for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. not as strong as when it launched, but it's it's still there. Otherwise, the game wouldn't be getting an update. Yeah, or up, updates. Sounds like a good move to me. Yeah, I just let me buy the Godzilla costume, please. <laughs> I will pay you whatever. I know it's there. That and the two B costume. That's all I care about. Let me have those costumes. Um, let me buy them from your fucking shop place, whatever. I don't care what I have to pay for. Just give it to me. I will stream Fall Guys when it comes out because I've wanted to play it for a long time. I just don't. I don't think about it because nobody else I plays it, and then the only people who I see play it are VTubers, and that's once every like six months now. It seems they used to play it all the time. Um, yeah. But I played it a little bit when it like, launched on PS4. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely have fun because I know y'all want to see me get mad playing a platformer. I know y'all want to see that. <sighs> okay. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Fall Guys is coming to to PC. Is come is not is getting down with Epic Games, but don't it's worry. It's coming to thing that's not Steam. Me mad. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, y'all. Go get Bioshock. No, on. Go, get, go get 
It's the same fucking... Ah. Most okay. games... The funny thing is about uh, EGS is most games on EGS are not dependent on EGS. So you can install a game with EGS, find the EXE, add it to your Steam library as a non-Steam yeah. game. Go grab Bioshock. Your, the, life uh... can, your life can continue. You don't have to buy anything. Just get the free games. They give away Bioshock. They give so Bioshock the remastered collection. They give away fucking Prey. The whole I got con- collection. I got Control. Go get your good, go get your free shit. You don't have to pay them. You don't have to play it. It's like you're st- unlike your scene where you pay to play to not pay that shit. You just get it for free, so you don't have to feel guilty about it. Okay, moving on. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, this I think this year is the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy Seven. Yep. Uh, that and the okay. 15th anniversary of Seven. Oh, 25th, 25th anniversary. 25th, 35th for uh, 35th Final Fantasy General. That's a, yeah, yeah. I was moving us backwards. My bad. Uh, jerk. With most of the Final Fantasy VII fanbase waiting for updates to part two of the remake, Square Enix seems to be focusing on other endeavors. News has reported recently popped up online about Japanese company filing new trademarks for Intergrade, which players know as the upgraded version of FF7 remake for the PS5. However, Square Enix has also filed trademarks for two new titles that have been announced by the company anywhere else yet. Uh, of course, it's been two years since the game was released, and since then, Square Enix has been making clear efforts to keep the player interest up. As we see through the titles, shoddy PC release through the Epic Games Store. Let's admit that was not that's a shoddy. It was a crappy PC release. And later on, the launch of the PS5 integrate up system with the Yuffie uh, Katsugari Intermission DLC. Now, community excitement continues to grow, especially now since Final Fantasy celebrating its 25th anniversary. And this year, Square Enix looking to capitalize on the occasion. According to Japanese re- trademark website, they filed new trademarks, including one specifically is for uh, the uh, remake Intergard, while two other trademarks have been filed for Labyrinth Striker. And final bar line. Not much information we gleaned from the trademarks filings that does not indicate a new video game will be coming out. However, the RPG's co-director, Tetsuya Nomura, shared that the official FF7 remake 25th anniversary update should be expected by the community soon. This may indicate that the trademark filing is related to the upcoming announcements, um, which Summer Game Fest is starts next week. So it's possible that we're going to hear something then. Um, yeah, I believe I Nomura we're... said something about... Uh... Uh, sharing some uh, news next month, so that could be po- in the realm of possibility. I would guess at least one of these is a mobile game. Probably it's possible. Didn't they already do the FF Seven mobile game though? Yeah, the battle there's Royale that battle royale thing. game, and then there's mm-hmm. also the um, they're doing like a like a remake, like an act, like of like how FF Seven actually oh, played yeah. with new models um, and everything. They're doing that too, but it's I not. Remember, it's hey, let's before Crisis is that. Mm-hmm. Ever Crisis. I think it's called Ever That's Crisis. It. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. So, we'll see. Um, but, hey, happy... T- I, I, think, I think I think by the end... I, I'm calling it by the end of this year, we're going to get a trailer for uh, FF7 Part 2 coming out in 2025. Um, probably. I mean, hey... That's, that's too generous. 2020, 2030. I mean, we'll it's not even going to be the final part. Opinion. No. No, it's going to go up to Cosmo Canyon and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, look how balls off the wall the ending of FF7 (laughs) Remake was. It's possible that it's going to be even more than just two parts. Oh, yeah. I'm so tired of hearing about Final Fantasy VII. I really am. (laughs) Fair enough. I get it. I get get the passion and excitement behind it. It's a good game! I played it already. Yeah. I played it already. There was also Dirge's movie. Stop trying to get me to buy it again. Like... Another thing I like briefly dabbled in over the last few weeks is the the uh, intermission or whatever it's called, like you know, the Yuffie DLC. Yeah, 
and I just I don't mm. care. Like I I enjoyed remake for what it was, but don't really have any desire to go back to it. And even like this new content that isn't really part of Final Fantasy VII and is like, you know, kind of a look behind the curtain of this what this character was doing, like concurrently, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like like it no, just... I'm kind of over it. It feels like Nomura's trying to do what he did with Kingdom Hearts, just add more story elements mm-hmm. and shit, I mean, just for the sake of adding more story elements and shit. It's just like, eh, move on ending, to something else. You're you know? not wrong, like, based on that, how, episode, how crazy that ending was for FF7 Remake, you're not wrong, but I'm all yeah. for that batshit insaneness. Um, it's just, uh, I, at the same time, I get it, but I feel like you can do a lot of what you're doing like in a different story. But like at the same time, I get it. It's Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. It's a recognizable household it's, name that people the, are going to see, and they're going to yeah. buy it. They're going to buy it when they see it. I I understand. I'm just I'm not one of those people who is I I I'll just I'll buy the ticket for the next hype train. I'll I'll just hang out <laughs> on the station. I feel like anything. I see the combat and everything too, and it looks great. It's beautiful and fantastic and all that stuff. But I feel like anything I personally could have gotten from that combat system, I get from like I don't know. Watching arts. Oh, <laughs> you know, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I just, I just want to bash buttons and watch like particle effects and shit fly around. It's just like, have oh, they cool. even fixed the, fixed the PC version? Because I really want to play it, even though know. it's a hundred gigabyte download. I want. There's probably mods that it. fix it. If, if anything, I don't want to do, see. I don't want to do that. If I have to hear, I have to mod it. To, that's why I don't play Dark Souls on PC because fuck that. Sometimes I don't wanna... it's unfortunate, but some games are just. They don't get the support they need, and you have ah, to make yeah. it play. It Put it on sucks. Xbox. It like I know you're pretty new to PC gaming, but like modding is that com- community. Like that. No, that's if no. you ever try to play no. New Vegas, you're going to have to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Ugh, it's just no. not meant for modern machines, and it's just been. It's so old now. It's just like, is it really worth it to like remaster this? And yeah, New, lo- new Vegas probably. Oh yeah, I'm sure they. they I'm sure they would clean up if they remastered New Vegas, but. The effort that's required to go into it, considering like the engine it's designed in and everything, it's just there's a there's a lot. Mm. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm tired of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm excited for you guys. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so this is uh, here's coming. We got some FTC news uh, coming oh, no. in here. Uh, Infiltration, uh, one of the more I'll say infamous Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Four players of his day, well known. Uh, was uh, banned from the Capcom Pro Tour a couple years ago uh, for domestic abuse against his wife and numerous other things. Yeah. Um, He has now officially been banned uh, from Twitch. Oh, also he rigged... What else did he do? He rigged his own... He rigged a beginner's-only bracket. Uh, He... Yeah, he's he's coming to be a scumbag, it seems. And now this is the latest... Yeah. Uh, infiltration banned from Twitch, Evo, Combo Breaker, which has happened the past weekend and it was hype as fuck, and other fighting game events. Uh, Xion Wu, Infiltration Lee, has been banned from Twitch and this year's Evo, CEO, Combo, and multiple events, uh, for, uh, starting, uh, and this was at May to about a little over 10 days ago. Um, for both Evo and Combo Breaker, two events which are already registered for a year's funds, refunds are reportedly processed for him. Although the staff for Evo 2022 and Combo Breaker have decided events codes contact as to why Infiltration was denied. Infiltration said neither event has provided details beyond this. Uh, and pretty much he got an email saying that the, you, have, you have been refunded and everything. Um, and according to Infiltration, he received a similar email to Combo Breaker just minutes after being denied for Evo. In respect to our code of conduct in support of the Evolution Championship Series enforcement of their own, you would not be able to attend Combo Breaker 22 this year. Wrote the email, you are being refunded. 
Uh, of course, he's also been banned from Twitch, although he said he was uh, he was not provided with a reason for his Twitch ban. Is very likely linked to use of racial slurs as seen in a Twitch clip. I won't say what they are, but uh, pretty fucking gross. I mean, it sounds um, like the reason is just him. Just he is the reason. Yeah, Play a visit to games win stupid prizes. Yeah, a visit to Infantry's Twitch page simply states the channel is temporarily uh, unavailable. Uh, in response to all this, Infantry's has released a twit longer statement addressing the ban for finding games. Uh, to my surprise, I received an email at 9 a.m. Korean Standard Time uh, from our organizers. Uh, summary of the email in regards to my consideration of, of my interest in their tournaments. In short, they are not allowing me entry the process. And roughly six months later, received one from Combo Breaker. Infantry knows that he is. Last he attended was three, you know, three years ago with his last comic breaker being attended, which is four years ago, which I took a picture with him, and I have since deleted that picture because I, shortly after the, the news came out, and I'm like, uh, I feel icky. Um, I felt icky. It's, uh, it's not an infiltration statement. In previous years, he was also not permitted to in uh, uh, on the turn for Guilty Gear uh, that was hosted by Tenno, Tenno's organizers. Infiltration states that he was not given an invite to an offline tournament for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and Street Fighter Five that was being hosted by Corey Studios. Uh, Infiltration was also reportedly told the following of organizers: Our sponsor Hitboxes made made a condition not allow Infiltration to enter this tournament in order to proceed with this event. Beyond this, uh, he cites countless incidents where he was denied the ability to participate in events. Although Infiltration himself does not mention this. But this likely has the connection to the controversy that happened back in uh, 2018 and 19, which was around the domestic abuse situation revolving his, uh, I believe, now ex-wife, I believe. So, yeah, it just proves that, like, you know, um, Infiltration, one of the greatest fighting game players, and no matter how great you are, if you are a piece of shit, you're out. And, you know, good riddance. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how good of a player you are, uh, you know, you're, you're toxic as fuck. You don't belong in the FGC, dog. Get out of here. I don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but it sounds like he got what's coming to him. Uh, of course, and this is, this is a quick one. Uh, PlayStation announces a summer state of play <clears throat> broadcast uh, coming nearly 30 minutes of update. Um, it's going to be focusing on PlayStation 5 and PS uh, PlayStation VR 2 games. And it's coming this week, uh, Thursday, June 2nd. Uh, it will air for about 30 minutes. Uh, let's show some third-party partners, sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2 doesn't sound as though first PlayStation Party exists to be a huge part of the broadcast. So stop asking about God of War. Just stop asking. It's going to come mind, out when some it comes games out. Like you know, Final Fantasy 16 might still have a chance because that's technically a third party. Yeah, I don't think we'll hear anything <laughs> about that though. Um, it's worth noting that Sony has recently distinguished between the state of play broadcast, shorter broadcast with announcements often grouped them as a theme, and as a PlayStation showcase event. Um, this digital showcase replaced what used to be Sony's E3 conference. So, uh, round the table, what do y'all think we're going to see at Sony's State of Play the, this coming week? Uh, this is more of a hope than anything, but I kind of want to see something for Tekken 8 because that is a big PlayStation game, even though it has been on like mm-hmm. multiple other consoles over the it's a, past yeah, decade. Yeah, it started or so. on PlayStation for sure, yeah. That yeah. seems like more of a fighting competition announcement but yeah i could see it yeah um like i said i i could see a you know final fantasy 16 or something final fantasy related you know maybe with the final fantasy 7 anniversary uh something there um and probably something new like some kind of you know third party like first first look game 
I can't think mm-hmm. of what offhand. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be surprised if it was Spider-Man, just because that is a, I mean, it's a third-party studio, but it's a first-party title. So mm-hmm. probably not that. But I don't really know where the cutoff is for, you know, third-party titles. Like, I assume that means games on multiple consoles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they're going to show Clown Boy Heads 1. There you go, new game. I just made up a new game. All right, moving on. Butt wow. Soldier 5. Butt Soldier? In possibly the hypest announcement with the most boring name ever, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor announced and a trailer was shown. Uh, so this was long rumored that the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order is now coming out. It's now called Jedi Survivor. Um, I still need to play the first one. It's very it's really yeah. good. I, I, it's really good. I'm gonna, so I'm good. gonna stream it, it for free on EGS. I'm surprised you haven't played yeah. it yet. You definitely need to. Yeah. Same, same. It's just really good. I love the ending too. I won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. it's really like, oh my god. Um, in a brief cinematic trailer, we see Cal Kess after the events of Fallen Order, where he is still on the run from the Empire. While well, the trailer is short on the plot, it's got plenty of Star Wars with new Inquisitors and new mysteries. Uh, Curious the cow who spent the previous game gaining a family of allies is all alone and his lightsaber which is, which he spent much time rebuilding to fall into the hands of the Empire since the cow is in a bad place at the start of Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Respawn's next Star Wars action RPG will be released only on next-gen platforms Smart. Uh, and PC. EA doesn't make mention of passion consoles but with developers moving towards next-gen systems there's a good chance Star Wars Jedi Survivor 2 and there's a trailer coming out so um, I just hate cool. the name. I don't like the name. Yeah. It's so boring. They, like, Jedi Survivor? They could have yeah, Camper kept it as... Abandoned Planet. Like, like Why I, not I, Fallen I, Order 2? I would say Star Wars Jedi Fallen Survivor. Or something like... Like, keep the Fallen part on there. Hmm. Because Survivor doesn't, like... Fallen Order tells me, okay, Fallen Order Jedi... Fallen Order sounds I, like it's, it's its own series on its own now, now that there's a second one. So right. why not stick with that naming convention of Fallen Order? Yeah, it's just kind of like how uh, they have, uh, I don't know, like the shit. I can't even think of it, but naming convention, so it's recognizable. So people will be like, "Oh shit!" They call it Force Unleashed too. So there what's you, the problem? Well, there like, you go. Star Wars <laughs> Jedi doesn't sound like the name of a series to me. Star Wars Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Blank sounds like a series. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, like Jedi Outcast. Yeah, Jedi Academy. You know. Jedi exactly. Butt Soldier. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I ask for this sequel, make exploration actually worth a damn. Outside of one or two things, I swear to God, that was the worst part of it. It's just like exploration. After a good... After initially, it's like, oh, okay, I get this thing. And after a while, it's like, oh, it's this thing again. Oh, okay. I mean, I loved all the collectibles, but that's... It was, it's like, just, I wanted to no, play as much of that game as possible, so... It's just not worth it. I stopped doing this it. This is Respawn, once. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I still yeah, want to see... Yeah, it's your boys. It's your Titanfall boys. Yeah, Justin, it just reminds me of just how much I... Ever since you mentioned it, I still just want a Metroidvania version of Titanfall. I really do. I mean, like, that's honestly... I like, it, I mean, it's it's not, but that's kind of what this is. 3D. It's I need 3D to, Metroidvania. I need to like, it's a 3D, it out, 3D sure. Metroidvania with, like, excellent combat mechanics. It's not yeah, Titanfall, really, really good. but it yeah, has yeah. That, that kind of feel to it. With, and like, the puzzle-solving and platforming and, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Very, very solid stuff. It's it's Souls-like, but Souls-like in the very best possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I do like Souls-like. Yeah. All right. 
that's all the news we're going to talk about this week. There's a whole bunch we missed, but like we I didn't want to go through that. Um, and so uh, now we're going to move on to our topic, which is going to be led in by Lo. So Lo, if you want to bring in what you want to discuss today. Oh yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, I just kind of wanted to talk about just life in QA or in really in the games industry in general, just because. First of all, I never thought I would find myself in this position that I'm in today. And I know that there's like a lot of, um, especially like younger generations out there that are just like, man, it'd be really cool. Just get a job in the games industry. I just don't know where to start and this, like, or whatever. But it's just like, and I don't know, I guess it's just really, it's kind of a topic also just sort of like slightly just advice from someone who's just been doing it for the last couple of years. And just if anybody, anybody out there, this is everybody. If you want to get into the games industry, get into it any way that you possibly can. That includes if it's just making content or whatever, or if you can, especially if you can find like a local place in your city that does like a QA job. QA is usually like the entry level. Um, that said, there's a lot of stigma around QA and how people are treated in QA. They're kind of like, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, QA testers are like second class citizens. And, you know, to some degree that is... That has been true, depending on you know what company that or what company store you're looking at, and in that regard, it just comes down to just knowing your worth and just knowing if you know this is the right fit for you. But um, just over the last couple of years, it's just it's been a, a very very interesting ride, just because again, like I didn't really think I would end up in this position, but once I did, I realized just how much experience I already kind of had in it just based on just regular-ass jobs I worked before. Like, for example, if you work an office job, if you do data entry, guess what? QA is, like, 80% data entry. Like, you find bugs, yeah, but you got to write that shit up and put it in a database, and you got to write it in a way to where somebody else can come along and read your read it and just be able to, oh, I see what's happening. Maybe I can figure out a fix for this. That's essentially what QA is. You, you, you're assuring the quality of a title, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's just been really interesting. Another thing people um, have asked me, one question I get asked a lot as a QA tester is, well, does testing games, like, change how you see games? Like, does it, has it, basically they ask me if it ruined games for me. And to that, I have to say, no, it hasn't ruined games for me. Um, But it definitely has changed the way I look at video games. It's almost like, it's like having... This is for all you Metroid kids out there. It's like having like a, a like the little Metroid visor or something like that. It's something I can like kind of turn on and off. Like, okay, QA brain activate. Like, if I'm in a game, like especially if I like find like just run into a bug, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Oh, my QA brain is excited. Oh, should I look into that? Should I investigate it? But at first, that was like a really big like thing for me. I would end up like side railing over here the next thing i know i'm like spending two hours looking into this shit that doesn't matter and, and i haven't actually progressed in the game and i'm just like oh whoops and then you're doing a <laughs> so job for in free. that regard <laughs> basically basically so in that regard it um it was a little challenging at first but after time to- over time i learned that i can it's something that i can just sort of like turn on and off i'm like okay cool like i'm gonna go into this and i'm just gonna play the game i just want to enjoy it just as like an end user just like I bought the game I'm just gonna enjoy it you know 
that said, <laughs> I have lower tolerance for certain type of bugs. Like, for example, uh, uh, Iggy, you mentioned like a crashed uh, – or no, I think – no, Justin, I think you mentioned it. Like a crashed a desktop thing yeah. or whatever. Like I have no – I have no patience for that kind of shit. Whatever it is, I'm just like – even if like – even if it's like an emulator or whatever the fuck it is. If it – if the game is crashing on me consistently, I'm just like, no. Sorry, somewhere else. But if it's something like minor or whatever, I'm just like, huh. Sometimes I'll even take it like see it like as something interesting that I want to like, look more into because it will help me just figure my shit out better. But um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just uh, it's just so interesting because it's just it's almost like I have this different lens I can like look look at games through, and yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know. It's just really it's it's really uh, at the end of it too. It's just. I really just love my work. And if you're the kind of person who is thinking like you can wake up every day and like work on a game and enjoy it, like then you most likely have what it takes. Or if you're just the person who's just interested in how games are made, guess what? Like you most likely have what it takes. It's just, it's just a matter of just finding the right, the right place for you to get in. You know what I mean? And yeah. And, and a lot of it is just kind of learning on the job too. Like I, I've learned so much, just not just like gaming terms, but just like kind of the process of how games are made. Because at the end of the day, if you're working with like a studio or a publisher, like you know the developers are contractually obligated to provide certain features and games at a certain time period, and that's 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 another big part of QA's job is just making sure like those features are actually in. So it's not just like finding bugs and flaws and breaking games. It's just so much more. There's so much more to it. And then QA can also just branch off into so many other paths too. So that's definitely one of the um, definitely one of the uh, the avenues you can definitely break into it. Until you do, you can definitely kind of get an idea for like the game design process by. <sighs> this is, I feel like this is kind of bad advice, but also like it's kind of real at the same time but just kind of take a look at the development or that not necessarily buy into them but take a look at the development of early access titles because a lot of the time those early access titles are just the dev studio and they don't necessarily they can't necessarily afford like qa qa testing and things like that so take a look at early access look at like their um the, the type of logs that they um update the updates that they put on their game because all that stuff is going to be just that and just so much more if you actually decide to get into the gaming industry and test games. For and sometimes those little studios with the early access games, they'll have like a Discord server where it's like, OK, you know, you mm-hmm. can you can come join this Discord server and let us know if you run into issues. And you're basically doing yep. QA for them for free. But like it's yep. it's a I mean, it's a resume booster, if anything, if you're wanting to get into that field, you are mm-hmm. working hands on with developers in that case. And you can say, Absolutely. oh, yeah, I, I, I did QA up for this game. You know, that was an early access. Like, it's mm-hmm. something. And that's one great <sighs> thing about this day and age is that this is just so much more accessible now. Like, in order, like, people just put their games out there and they're like, hey, report bugs, please. So if you find a game, if you see a game with, like, a bug reporting feature, maybe try reporting a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of studios worth their salt, too, if they know what they're doing. They have, like, a format and how to write bugs, which generally is pretty samey across the board. It's just like, state what happened, write down the steps, how you got to the thing, and then that's pretty much it. Provide media and shit if you want to as well. Um, but yeah, it's, 
it's just it's a really interesting ride. I don't know if I can stress that enough. It's just there's because no two projects are the same either. Because sometimes that's another thing about just game development. Sometimes you might end up on a project you like. Sometimes you might end up on a project you don't necessarily care for. But guess what? Got to know it. You got to learn it. You got to test it and find bugs and make sure it's the best uh, quality project possible. So, yeah, I mean that pretty much. I feel like that kind of covers most of the stuff. That's just kind of stuff like I'm commonly asked is just just those, those sort of things. So, I mean, if you guys had any sort of general questions about just the game design process or development, because guess what? Making games is hard. <laughs> it's it, it's a meme, but, like, it's it's really, really, really true as, as well. So, yeah, so I, I'm just going to, like, kind of open up for questions if you guys have any, because that's pretty much all I had to say about it. Well, what I find kind of interesting is, like, I honestly, I hate bugs and, like, little, glitch, you know, graphical glitches and things like that in games. Like, mm-hmm. uh, going back to Jedi Fallen Order, um, I love that game. But maybe it's because I was playing on, like, a, um, you know, the X... Well, it, yeah, it was, it was Xbox One X, so it should have been fine. But, um, like, at launch, at least, that game had a lot of bugs. Like, it was totally playable, and, like, mm-hmm. it never crashed or anything. But, like, there was mm-hmm. some crazy pop-in and, like, weird graphical glitches and, like, awkward animations and all kinds of stuff. Um Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. one of those where it's like it never really like made me like the game less, but it definitely took me out of the immersion sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. I know that you know there's a there's a hierarchy of bugs where it's like, you know, this is something that is is it, it's not game breaking. It's just kind of distracting. Ignore it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. How? And especially with with Fallen Order, it was like a lot more later in the game. Um, they got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so like kind of how, how does that process work? Like, I assume you get to the game to a playable point and then everything after that is like, okay, whatever we have time for, but like, why is it generally in games, the later parts of the game tend to get buggier, for example, generally because if you run into like shitty bugs early on, you're more likely to just not continue playing. There, there's that, but then there's, but you're right. There is a hierarchy of bugs that uh, get fixed, and generally, day one patches are just always a thing. Mm-hmm. Most any game you play, there's going to be either a day one patch, and most likely there's going to be like one to two patches following that, which kind of covers stuff that they necessarily weren't able to fix in time for release, but it's still stuff that's in the backlog that can just sort of further boost up the quality of the game. So. And that's another process in itself is deciding which bugs to fix. <laughs> but that's why you have like the different um, you have different levels and severities of them and stuff like that. So, but QA is basically like you report everything you find and then they decide what to actually fix or not. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Um, one one uh, really interesting thing just now that the game's out is uh, in the Outer Worlds. One thing I would do a lot is just escape maps because it was the Unreal Engine, and so like everything was really just like it was sort of like it was based on like you know each map was like a small like uh, area. Or then you have your overworlds and stuff too. But I would just I would escape the map, write the bug, the devs would fix it. I'm like, hmm. Well, the way they fixed it actually opened up another way for me to escape the map. So I'm gonna do that now. <laughs> So that kind of continued for a bit, and then eventually they're just like, okay, whatever. So, you know, there's just a certain point to where it's like, okay, is this actually worth fixing? 
because it it got to the point where I'm just like I'm going way out of my way to like find <laughs> shit at that point. So certain things like that is just like all right, that's cool, whatever. If you want to find this really obscure way to escape the map, then maybe somebody finds that. Whatever, cool. I th- I but, think it's um, going to be very um, interesting when your your son is born because from what I hear. A, most of a baby's job is to just escape the map. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a nine-year-old yep. niece that crawls everywhere, can confirm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny, too, because when I was a kid, um, when I was a little baby, I uh, would always escape my car seat. I, would, I, like, figured out how to, like, unlatch it, and then I would just, like, stand in between, like, the two front seats, <laughs> like, where are we going? <laughs> so uh, hopefully, hopefully I don't pass that on to him, but I, I most likely will. <laughs> but, yeah. He's definitely going to be a little QA tester in the making for sure. Ooh, one thing I did want to share was uh, I actually, I've talked about this a couple of times, but um, on the Outer Worlds, uh, I wrote a bug that actually became a feature. So that was pretty fun. Um, it was it was this uh, the per- it was this one perk for heavy weapons specifically. And the way it was supposed to work is if you land a critical hit on your last bullet in your magazine, you get a free reload. You don't have to do the animation or any of that shit. It's just, it's magically full. So I started testing around this perk and I realized that it would just let you reload for free no matter what, even if you were shooting at nothing. Like, it would just reload. I'm like, okay, well, it's doing this. And then one of the devs saw it, they're like, I actually kind of like this better. Should we just make this the perk? Then they're like, yeah. <laughs> so there it is right there. Kind of so reminds me of uh, the manual in Sonic 3 where um, it lists Dr. Robotnik's devious traps. Uh, that's just their justification of all of the game-breaking bugs that you can find in the game. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Nice. Bugs, some, a lot of bugs become features. And, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like we fixed it by making it a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the solution. Yeah. <laughs> or they become speedrunner exploits. Future, that future. too. That too. Is that something you look for now? Like, you know, do you see like speed runs of, of games you've tested and you're like, oh, yep, I, I knew about that exploit. Yeah, yeah. Especially the Outer Worlds. There was a big, uh, there, was a, there, was, there was a lot of uh, speed runners that hopped on the Outer Worlds. They use a lot of bugs too to like just sort of literally like bypass like minutes of dialogue. And I'm just like, all right, I'll see you, speedrunners. Speedrunners are essentially like QA testers, but they just do it for their own yeah. selves. <laughs> it's usually years later. Like, there's no fixing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, and it's also it's either years later or something that's not necessarily worth fixing because it's just again it's off the beaten path, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to go out of your way to to trigger something like that. But well, one thing I thought was kind of interesting is Metroid Dread because that's the first Metroid game to come mm-hmm. out in this kind of post, like you know post-game launch patch environment. And so, like, mm-hmm, speedrunners mm-hmm. were figuring out these exploits that were getting patched out. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- you, you, you notice what the uh, developers meant to leave in as an actual exploit and what was a mistake mm-hmm. that they fixed so you can't do it anymore. And I think that's really mm-hmm, interesting because mm-hmm. it's like they left some things in there specifically for speedrunners. But other things like, oh crap, no, that's that's game breaking. We can't we can't leave that for you. <laughs> yep, gotta find that balance. Gotta find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um you haven't the only thing I I guess I wanna know is like 
testing for like an underpowered console. Because uh, obviously, I I, I only asked this because I would I, I know you talked to them, but like uh, I know you didn't work on it specifically, but like testing for like say the Switch version of the Outer Worlds, considering you're working mm-hmm. with uh, let's put it what it is inferior hardware in comparison to say the PS4, PC, mm-hmm. or the the PS4 Pro, Xbox, or even PlayStation stuff like that. Like w- with what you know, like what's it like working with that? Like are there are there Obviously, it's the same game um, since I played both both versions. To know it's like there's nothing changes other than graphical fidelity, uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's no cut content like how it used to be in the old days. But like, what's it like working having to figure that mess out? Uh, working on an underpowered version of the game. That is very interesting. Because um, when you are working with, it's essentially like working with like just yeah. It's like you said, inferior hardware, lower spec machines, stuff like that. Um, obviously the first priority is to get the game to run. Yeah. <laughs> but then the second priority also, because when, what happens when you port a game, there's bugs that are introduced from that all on its own. And you have to figure out like, okay, is this a bug? Is this bug a product of us porting the game? Or is this something from the original game that we didn't catch? <laughs> so there's a lot of back and forth. So I had, that's why I had a lot of communication with like, you know, the switch team because they'd be like, Oh, I ran into this. Did you find it on PC? I was like, Oh shit, that is on PC. Okay. Let me write that real quick. So it's, it's a, it's a hugely collaborative effort. It's literally like cross platform, like testing and collaboration and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. Um, A lot of stuff, as you can, as you've already seen, a lot of things need to be removed sometimes in order to make the game playable. And, but at the end of the day, just is making sure it's playable and making sure that content doesn't get cut. Because I remember there were that was a really common thing when games first started getting ported to, for example, like previous generation like titles. They were just like, okay, we're just gonna cut this whole chunk. Some games would even play completely differently too. So like the the Harry Potter games just, I was talking about, <laughs> completely exactly, different exactly. studios. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it's, it's man, it's just so interesting. But um. But it, that said, it's Unreal. It's all Unreal Engine and everything like that. So uh, a lot of the time, you don't have the original team working on porting a game. It's like another team that works on porting it. And a lot of the time, it's not really like their job to fix the bugs. It's their job to just move everything over as smoothly as possible. So again, it's just... And then again, also performance testing is a thing too. It's just like, okay... Well, you got to start here and then run all the way over to here and just track the frame rate. That that's literally it. That that's all you do. That's what you're going to do today. <laughs> so, there's there lots are, of different methods for testing. There are worse usually things to do with, like, with the work day, I guess. I would rather do that yeah, than absolutely. like lift boxes you, all day. You find ways. <laughs> you find ways to get through it. A lot of the people I work with too are just like they're genuinely good people and they're like fun to talk with. So, that's another cool thing is like you end up making friends with a lot of your like desk neighbors and things like that. So, it's just like during a boring task, you just shoot the shit. And that's all right because you have that sort of camaraderie and stuff like that. I, I really just I have a good time working with all my coworkers and I feel like that is one big huge thing bec- that makes all the tedious work of it like bearable. That and just knowing like I'm doing something that will benefit somebody else in the end. Like I'm doing it for all the bends out there who, <laughs> who can't, you know, who, who aren't able to play first person shooters who get motion sick from them or whatever. And just being able to hear that, like you were actually able to play my damn game. Like I was just like, Oh, Oh, he, 
he, he finished it. He didn't throw up. Yay. Not once. <laughs> it, was just, not... It, was, it was a joy. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. So, like, that's impressive. I wanted to, but, you Heck know, yeah. ADHD. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel that. I feel that. But, yeah, that said, Outer Worlds isn't super long of a game, so you can speed run it. You can just mash through everything. And to be honest with you, it's it's fun. All you got to do if you spec into just, like, speech charisma and all that kind of shit you can just literally bypass almost everything speech is so powerful in that game it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. speech 100 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember oh there was this one specific uh dialogue option where i was doing a playthrough and it was this um you were trying to you were trying to purchase like a like an illegal product from somebody he's like sorry i can't sell it to you because you're not on the list so it was a combination of I think it was like strength and it, oh no, it was intimidation and then like speech. The the speech option it literally just said in parentheses flex and then it said check again. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely, I that was one of those times where I just I saw the I saw I cracked up in the <laughs> office. It was just like uh, the writing in that game is so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. I should I should get back into it with a speech run because I don't really like the combat, so that would make it better. If you do speech, a combination of like speech guns. and stealth, speech and stealth is good because you can sneak around and if you get caught, people will be like, what are you doing? You'll be like, nothing. <laughs> they'll be like, all Understandable. right. Understandable. Have a nice If you want to have fun, and this is what Lo told me, spec into science, get those fun science weapons, and then you can have really a lot of fun. Those those weapons the science are... weapons? Are... <laughs> yeah, I saw a few of them. They're They're The fun. mind control gun. I... That was another one that started as a bug too, but they turned that into a feature. I, you can I love literally just shoot it at people and make them fight for you. I so love- if you if you go to Monarch and you shoot it at a Manta Queen, you can just have it just fucking just destroy everything for you. But you're also doing damage to the Manta Queen, so you'll eventually kill it if you keep shooting it. But it's also fighting for you too, so it's it's pretty dope. <laughs> Lots of different play styles in that game. Oh yeah, so I'm sad you don't get to work on the sequel. Me too. It won't be as good. It's gonna be good, damn it! Don't say that. Don't 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 be saying that. That's no, the one. Just, I, like Microsoft money. I hope it's good. It, it's that it's that mindset of like I know that if Will worked on a game, it's good. Because even if it's not something I would normally <laughs> oh, play, thanks. it's like it's going to be stable, and like, you know, I, I'm going to have a good time with it. Because I like I said, I don't like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll exactly. deal with the the, yeah. the 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 single digit, double digit frame rate, the teen frame rate, and be like this is good. I love this. The writing is so great, and I'm being serious. It's it's I'm imp- I mean, like the Outer Worlds is an impressive as fuck switchport. You know the fact that they it got really that is. all in there, and you know it actually works. Yeah. yeah, some rocks look like they're made of clay, but it works. Hey, it's not Doom. Like this, Doom and Doom Eternal are godlike. That's just like how the fuck yeah. did you do? That's Especially That's the fucking, like, I want to see... I assume they actually access the powers of hell in order to port yeah. that. Yeah. Because Doom a much bigger documentary. game, and it still looks great. Yeah, yeah I want to mm-hmm. watch a documentary on the making of, the, of that port, because like, there's, mm-hmm. there's no way Some, it should work. Sometimes sometimes it comes down to the engine. Maybe it's just the, the id tech engine is a really fucking efficient engine. Yeah. 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 It's, sometimes Plus. that's what it comes down to. An unreal... Unreal, Unity, some of those like ones that are licensed and things like that that aren't actually like you know the studios like custom made shit. They're they're made for general use. So that said, yeah. like That's unless wild. you really 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 know your way around Unreal, then like 
You're yeah. probably going to run I mean, into some optimization. Look, look at uh, look at Capcom's RE engine with Monster Hunter Rise. That shit, like, how is this running so good on the Switch? Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. first part, sure. you know. So there's that aspect. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you, Lo. That was really now cool. Now they're going to be about. doing. Uh, going to be doing fighting games in that engine t- next, huh? It's yeah. Be interesting. Then it's, we're entering a whole. Chun Li Street Fighter Six. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if the world's ready for RE, uh, RE Engine Chun Li. I don't know if the internet can handle that shit. Um, I know I'm not. Oof. Do you think we'll get Street Fighter Six ported to the Switch? No, it'll be a <laughs> no way. If, if Sony ports, it, you know it, what? It, I'm I, not ready. I for hope it. it's. I just hope I'm it's not, not console I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready for Chun Li to be released or that game to be released and people <laughs> just. Dump the uh, the models from that and just <laughs> roll thirty four the fuck out. Oh, they already. I mean, they already do that with from the other games. <laughs> they already do I mean, that I'm, with five. I'm, day one. They I'm, are I'm day ready. one. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Shit, they did that before. <laughs> they did that with five. Oh, you God, can find ready. Jill's model. You can find all the RE girls' model. It's going to happen. It's already going to happen. You know, some horny, you know, some horny motherfuckers on that. Heck, board. it's already happened. <laughs> Chun, you're going to find Chun, Tammy's. Jer- I mean, assuming Jury's even in the ro- first roster, anyways. But Jury's going to be in it. Let's be real. Uh, thank you, Lo, for for that. That was really cool to hear about, like the behind the scenes yeah, security sure. testing and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, Lo. Since you are a guest, you go first. Tell the beautiful people where they can follow you. All right, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm on Twitter occasionally, mostly just retweeting stuff from indie studios that I find interesting. But also, I talk myself. It's about card games. N three R zero T H E H three R zero. Again, that's N3R0, TH3, H3R0. I'm also on YouTube, not consistently uploading at all. Um, mostly these days, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel clips. Um, I did upload a recent episode of just my progressive inscription. I'm still working my way through that game, having a lot of fun with it. Kind of stuck in the second act, just because I don't want to move forward, because the second act reminds me of... Uh, the Pokemon uh, trading card game on Game Boy. I'm just like, I love it here. <laughs> Yay. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me. I got really confused because you, you got your own Twitter handle wrong. And I was like, did I write it wrong on, on, on here? <laughs> you said TH3. Oh, <laughs> it's T-H-E. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking beer. IPA, so... Mm. <laughs> Okay. That explains everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin. Uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, TikTok, I guess now. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I put out a snack. Are video. you going to do dances now, old man? No. OG, OG-san? No. If anything, it'll be my cats to music. <laughs> um. <laughs> And they don't even like that that much, so who knows? Anyway, uh, like I said, I put out a snack video of some some treats from Scotland, um, including Buckfast, which is just a nasty drink. And apparently, it's it's it from England. Nasty. I don't even know why we were told to get it, but whatever. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I am still twitching. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be starting Metroid Prime this week or not. But uh, check out whatever I stream on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, this show on Monday nights. Tyler. 
You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently still working on the sixth video, which has taken over a year for me to get around to doing, but, you know, differentiating work schedules, what can you do? I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. stuff out. Speaking of figuring stuff out, uh, I'm also going to be consistently streaming more on twitch.tv slash tireshoes1. 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Fridays. I know it's a really weird time, but for low, it's probably a pretty normal time zone, all things considered, because it's 9 p.m. there his time. Uh, I'm just going to be doing whatever the fuck I want on there. I'm thinking of doing uh, Pokemon Red on uh, Monday evenings, because that's a pretty You're not going to do a Nuzlocke run, are you? I'm I'm not emotionally equipped for (laughs) Nuzlocke runs. I'm considering it, actually. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Charmander! <laughs> I just hate Nuzlocke's uh, where the, like, you can only catch covering. the first thing you find in a route. It's like, that is terrible. I hate that. I'll find a workaround <laughs> for it. But in the meantime, on the cinema shots part of things, um, ever since the little three-week hiatus we went through, we have three episodes up. The first one mm-hmm. for Mortal Kombat Armageddon, the second for DOA, Dead or Alive, and the third one uh, is actually a mini retrospective, as I mentioned before, for A Silent Voice, which is pretty much the substitute for the second week that Justin was off. And uh, coming next week, when the audio episode of this very episode comes out, expect The Legend of Chun Li. Oh, that movie. Goodness. <sighs> God, I paid money twice to see that movie. <laughs> I paid twice. <laughs> To see that movie and I hate myself both times okay uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous uh, oh, and you can follow me I, I stream live for some fucking reason four times a week at twitch.tv says iggy2814 um, this Sunday uh, is going to be a very special twitch stream I'm going to get a little a little sad right now so bear with me uh, this coming uh, weekend is the uh, one year anniversary of my grandmother slash my mom basically passing away, and I wanted I do not want to be alone. I'll be at work. I'm not off work, unfortunately, so I'll have, I'll preoccupy work. But I did not want to be alone that night, and like I, I wanted to stream, but I do not want to stream alone. So these jamokes will be joining me. And we're going to be playing some Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, and we're going to play some from Killer Instinct, um, just to keep my yeah. mind off of it. Um, uh, I haven't, uh, I'm, I know, I think that in the following day, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to go see her grave, because they actually recently installed her uh, her memorial. Oh, so, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but, because um, <clears throat> it still doesn't feel real a year later, but, uh, so... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate that. It's gonna be my way to celebrate it. Um, so there's that, and of course t- uh, we hit the Mega Man X goal, six goal. So y'all will see me suffer soon. Uh, I'm pretty. I think mm-hmm. I'm th- think I think I'm gonna take control off the schedule. So probably the following Sunday I will play Mega Man X six. Uh, since it's not that long of a game, I don't think. Uh, I mean it can be, but I don't think it's at least compared to Control. And I might. It is if it- you're playing as X and you don't know what you're doing. Well, I'm going to look up a guy because I'm not crazy. Um, so there's that. And, of course, Wednesdays are Final Fantasy VI. We're getting closer to the end. Um, we beat some secret bosses last time, which oh. is which is really sick. 
Um, I don't know what I'm going to play next, honestly. That's the thing. I, I, I have no idea what I'm going to be playing after uh, FF6. Play cause... it again. <laughs> no, I don't want to Another play. one. I really don't like FF6 in the world of... I really don't like it. Um, play it again. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, uh, the, the, the this flagship show, which I've now been the owner of this website for now a year, which I can't even believe it's been a year. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been an experience. Uh, we've changed logos. I still want to change some things, but still working through the ideas in my own head. I haven't externalized to those guys, but just thinking. So um, I just ask anybody to come out for this Sunday. Um, I already know this week's going to be starting. Once it hits June, it's going to start getting rough. But I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so uh, thank you all for coming back. Sorry for the three-week hiatus. We had it. We had a guest. Things happened. Um you know, no fault of their own. It, it, life happens. You know, like we'll, we'll definitely want to bring that person uh, on again. Uh, just got want to just want to make make the time right. Uh, but we're back, and we're gonna be back weekly again, going for for the foreseeable future. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, until next time, guys, stay charged. Peace. <laughs>